Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience, and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. I did want to introduce my friend Rico Brown, my long lost cousin, not really, but who knows, probably somewhere along the line. Uh, Rico, I'm going to bring him up on stage here real quick. Let's see. Rico, my friend, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dennis. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I know it was no easy feat just sometimes to do these sorts of things, uh, especially with all the things you're juggling with your business and everything. So can you do me a favor and just give us a quick, quick background, like a minute or two about kind of your story of some of the challenges that I kind of referred to in the intro and how you got up to this point? Okay. Well, of course, uh, my name is Rico Brown. Uh, Ricky, uh, but I prefer Rico. All my friends, so you guys call me Rico. Uh, like Dennis said, I was actually paralyzed 37 years ago uh, at the age of 14 while participating in a football game. Um, but I never let it down. I've never cried about my disability, and I never will. So I'm an only child. I raised by a single parent. Uh, I have an awesome stepdad, awesome stepmom, and mom and parents. Uh, my parents were separated uh, when I was about 18 but I have the support of both of them, as well as my my step-parents. But nonetheless, as Dennis said, I was paralyzed when I was 14 years old, but despite the fact I chose to live, that, that was the most important decision I made. And and uh, in the process of making that decision, I knew that if I wanted to, to live and survive in this world, despite my disability, I knew that I could be a productive member of society. So uh, despite uh, being paralyzed, I went on, uh, finished high school, and I went and I got my, uh, my, my psychology degree from the University of South Carolina. Uh, went on and got my master's degree in rehab counseling and worked towards my PhD in clinical psychology. So I have a lot of background in counseling and and, and talking and, you know, uh, communicating with people. So uh, that, and I also love sales. That was really a, a, another thing. My minor is actually in business and in Spanish, so I have a, I have a pretty good background. It, it, well, education wise anyway, so. Yeah, that's but, amazing. So what got you interested in in freight brokering? How did that, how did you stumble across this? I'll be honest, when I was young, I used to, my mom used to buy me his trucks. You know, the little his, um, oh, oh, yeah. 18 trucks. And I, I always loved those things. It was, it was two things that I always loved. And I talked about it, it was football and trucks. And now when I got, I actually was paralyzed playing football, but that didn't give my love for trucks. You know, and now I have a lot of tr- a lot of friends that became 18-wheeler drivers and things of that nature. And we have common interests. And I wanted to figure out a way that I could actually get involved in the industry as well. So here lately, uh, I actually re- re- retired as a counselor back when I was 38 years old. When you make a lot of money in this world, they don't consider you disabled anymore. So um, because my friends were in the trucking industry, I wanted to figure out a way that I can get involved in, with it as well. So I started actually doing some dispatching for a friend. And that got me interested. I wanted to figure out what more I could do. So I started Googling freight broker. And I started looking on the, on YouTube and I came across Dennis Brown. And I said, <laughs> uh, uh, this seems interesting. So. Let me take this course. So I took the course, and lo and behold, uh, I found my passion. I love it. I was able to to move trucks 
and that was actually one of my passions. So, hey, I just jumped right into it. I, it was difficult in the beginning, I'll admit, but your class made it a lot easier. You and Yogi really made things a lot, a lot easier. For Yogi Goswami, he's everybody's favorite. Hey, he's a good guy, and so he's a great guy. I, I'm the type of person. I believe that God puts you on the earth for a reason, and I just found my passion. I love to work with kids, and um, so I started a nonprofit. But this job here uh, with the freight broker, this is something that I never imagined that I would uh, I would like it as much as I do. It's and funny I, because I, you know, sorry to interrupt, but I remember right after you got your authority, you messaged yeah. me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You hadn't even started making any calls yet. You just got your authority. You hadn't even started making any calls yet. And you messaged me and we chatted for a minute. And then fast forward, you know, several months, you kind of reached out to me. I think you reached out to me and, yes. and we're like, yeah, I got my first customer. I moved my oh, first load. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh man, the first load was actually um, a blessing. It, it was because, I, you know, I actually said I was, I got lucky. But you corrected me on that. It's not luck. You know, I That's can't right. remember exact words. But I was prepared. Um, because I had the nonprofit, I had a, a sponsor that actually builds housing developments, huge housing developments. And um, I just happened to get my, my freight broker license. He came to visit me one day and he needed some materials moved. And um, I said, I can do it. And he said, How? I was like, Easily, I can get a truck. You know, I'm a freight broker now. And he said, you know, well, I have a couple of loads that need to be picked up. Can you get it from here to there? So I said, sure, when you need to move. And he said, I need it there tomorrow. I was like, well, I don't know if I can get it tomorrow, but maybe the day after that, let's get it. And that was just my first step. And he gave me my first opportunity and uh, I was prepared. That's right. I, we were having that conversation before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people would call that luck. And, and, yes. and even Rico referred it to luck. Mm -hmm. But my old wrestling coach in college had a saying, and I don't think he made it up, but he used to use it all the time. He used to say, luck is when opportunity meets preparation, right? Yes. The opportunity yes. surfaced for Rico, mm -hmm. but it was his preparation, not only, um, you know, by getting trained, but all of the preparation that he had and skills he had developed throughout yeah. his life, his communication skills, mm -hmm. his positive attitude, all the things, despite his disability, right? Despite yeah. of that, he was prepared. And mm -hmm. that's that's part of what this training is all about. That's part of what Freight Broker Bootcamp is all about. I can't make the calls for you. I can't give you the customers. I can't do that for you, but I can help prepare you for what's going yes. to happen, okay? Yeah. Because you're going to run into negativity. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Yeah. Uh, I just like to say, hey, never quit on a bad day. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's the type of advice that you need to just keep going. So let me ask you a few questions, okay? Because I want to I want to try to ask a few questions. First, you mentioned how that first customer was kind of in the building niche. Is that, have you kind of settled in on that being your niche? Is kind of like building supplies, that sort of stuff? Or are you, do you, uh, how does that flat work? Beds. Anything flatbeds. I love flatbeds. Gotcha. Pretty much because he, he used this flatbed, so, and I've built a lot of relationship with flatbed carriers. And because of that, anything flatbed, that's my niche right now. So, but predominantly, are you moving flatbeds out of South Carolina or are you moving them anywhere in the country? I've been moving them primarily out of South Carolina 
going up north to um, maybe the, uh, the Pennsylvania area yep. and towards the Florida. I know yep. a lot of Florida, but Love a lot it. of it is really in-state as well. So, so what been- Rico's done is he's he, he did what, what I call a hybrid, very much like I did. Mm-hmm. He picked a piece of equipment. I picked vans. He picked flatbeds. Yes. I picked Northeast outbound. He picked South Carolina outbound, right? Yes. And so you see how that niche works, right? So he's de- he's developing that niche. Again, He's only you've only had your authority for about a year and a half, right? Uh, pretty much about a year and a half. Yeah, about I, a year and a half. I actually went from moving um, maybe two or three loads a month. Well, uh, maybe a month. And then I got a call and said, look, I need help. You know, uh, this same customer, this one customer, I need help. And um, can you move 10 loads? You know, uh, and I was thinking, I'm pretty sure I can. Um, uh, then next week he's like, can you move 15 loads? Because he gave me the first two, and I, I guess he was just kind of testing me. You know, but he built my confidence. I never took more loads than I could could handle. That was one thing. And over a period of time, I became more comfortable, and he gave me more loads. And how many loads did you do last in the last last month or in the last oh, thirty days? Over the last thirty days, I've done about hundred and twenty loads. With so minimum I, profit of how much? Two hundred dollars at least. So you guys do the math. You know, do the do the math in your head. One hundred and twenty loads at a minimum of two hundred dollars profit. At least two hundred dollars profit. At least two hundred dollars profit. So that's over twenty thousand dollars in gross profit. You know, now you gotta understand Rico doesn't have a bunch of employees, his expenses are very low, he's got some software, you know, he's got some basics, but that's a highly profitable business working from home. And you know, I mean it really is amazing. So that's how you developed your niche. Let me talk, let me ask you a couple more questions. How do you, Rico, define success? Because it's different for everybody. Me personally, with the, my disability, my success is just moving a load, one load a day. That success to me, uh, my my success comes with just being able to overcome the obstacle itself. Because me, I'm I'm one that I love to try different things, and as long as I can do it, I became a freight broker. I I consider myself a freight broker. Once I started moving at least five loads a week. That's yeah, load a day. Load a day. I could really do this. Five loads a week, I could do this. You know what I mean? But things got serious and really picked up. And, hey, I, I, I'm i just running with the game. I'm just letting it guide me. Uh, as long as the load's coming in, I'm figuring out a way to move them. Um, and that comes with you know, building a good carrier network as well. So Yeah, I'm we're going to talk a little bit about that. So let me ask you this. What do you think are the most important qualities, traits mm-hmm. of someone who's going to be successful as a freight broker? Oh, man, you have to have passion. You definitely have to have passion about what, you, what you're doing. You have to be willing to fight reluctance because you're definitely going to meet a lot of reluctance. You have to have um, the motivation. You have to be self-motivated. You have to be an awesome salesperson. Um, sometimes I told someone this the other day, um, when I made my first cold call, it took me, I think I picked up the phone and hung it up about 20 times <laughs> because I'm nervous and y'all, yeah, it's hot down here. So forgive the sweating. I'm in South Carolina. So 
forgive the sweating. But it took me about an hour to just finally make that first call. But after I made that call, it was uh, like a birth. Of, I was I was ready. I actually used an alter ego. So I'm not Rico Brown when I'm making phone calls. I'm Superman. You know what I mean? I changed myself because you have to find that confidence somewhere. And some people are just shy. And I used to be shy by nature, but I've I kind of broken out of that shell because I, I become someone else when I'm on the phone. Yeah, I even changed my accents when I'm on the, I'm on the phone. Just to, um, just to make the person feel comfortable. If they're in Alabama, I have an Alabama accent. If they're in New York, I try to have a New York accent. I just try to adjust and just do, uh, do what's necessary to get the sale. Yeah. And the thing is, what you're doing is you are using those strategies as a way to build instant rapport, right? Mm -hmm. Because yes. people like people like themselves. Okay. Yes. You know, so, so ultimately those little, those little things that you're doing with, you know, uh, say for example, how fast you speak or your accent or the oh, phrases yeah. that you use, you know, I love that idea. I love that thought process of putting on an alter ego to get yeah. yourself to make those calls. I love uh -huh. that because it's all about your mindset. It's all about changing the framework that you've been, that mm -hmm. you've been living in where everybody fears rejection, you know what I mean? And so you overcoming that with that little hack, I love that. I think that's a great idea. Dennis, I'm a, I've, I've been you a couple of times on the call. I love it. I've been you. I've actually thought, what would Dennis say in this moment? You know what I mean? So sometimes you have to step out of yourself a little bit. And, that's right. And, and do what makes you feel comfortable because, it, you know, sometimes being you don't get it all the time, you know? So you, I, I don't know if you understand that, but sometimes you have to be the person you want to be instead of just being who you are. You know what I mean? Sometimes, and then if you be the person you want to be over a period of time, you notice yourself changing. You yeah, know what I'm you, can, you get the courage to make that next phone call, to keep on going, to keep on going. And that's what I did. I love it. All right, listen, next question. This is, a, this is an important one, okay? Because I think this okay. is one that, one that people can really learn from and embrace. And that is what has been the biggest challenge from oh. going from true startup, right? Mm -hmm. You had no experience. You went out, got your freight broker authority. You took my training to now you did over 20,000 in profit in the last 30 days. What has been your single biggest challenge? And I know there's been a bunch, right? But if you had to pick one to highlight, which one really jumps out at you? Establishing my credit rating. And I am still working on it today. Uh, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't use a factoring company my first year. Um, I, I used my own money. You know, fortunately, I was able to do that. It saved me money by not allowing me to establish a credit rating online. Um, even though I've done these sales, uh, done these profits over this, this last month, it, I was actually turned down by a lot of carriers because of my, my credit rating. Yep. But I'm fortunate to be able to establish a good connection with the carriers within my, within my state to be able to, to run these loads for me. I build a good credit rated on their scale anyway. So as long as I can keep these trucks moving, I'm good. You know, before we hit go live on this, mm -hmm. you mentioned something about how when you get a load, it's already covered. Could you talk to the audience a little bit about that, about oh, yes. your carrier relationships and how, you, how you've built those relationships and the power of those relationships? Yes. Once I got my authority, 
I reached out as I know a lot of times I I I I search for customers within a hundred mile radius, then I expand to two hundred to three hundred. So what I, I knew I was gonna be working the majority in my state. So basically what I did was contact every flatbed carrier company within my state and either through email or phone call and let them know that I was a new broker. I don't have a credit rating yet. I was honest, but I pay up front and my net pay with it is within seven to 14 days. And as soon as I get a BOL, I send a check out. So I had no problem with anyone. So basically I established a lot, the relationship with these carriers and I use the same carriers over and over and over again. So I have about 20 carriers that, I, that I've worked with consistently uh, over the two years. So I barely, I think about, I stated about 85% of the time I, I don't have the post. So I, don't, I really, uh, because I have these carriers, a lot of times my, my, my loads are already covered before. I know who I can call. And it actually saves a lot of money because I can negotiate a better rate with the individual that I know than I could when I post online. So that actually saves me money, uh, makes me more money as well. So I love doing that. Yeah, it saves you money. It saves you time. It makes things very predictable. It makes yeah. things very sustainable. It mm -hmm. makes things less stressful, right? Yeah. When you see the problem with a lot of brokers is they're what I call post and hope brokers. So all they ever do is post to the load board and they're hoping that they can just find any carrier to cover that mm -hmm. load. And, and I get it. Some niches are more difficult than others. Your niche based on geography allowed you to do that outreach, that targeted outreach to your carriers and develop that relationship. So that's something you, you know, the audience should take from this. And that is the relationship with carriers is critically important. If you're putting a new carrier on every single load, number one, you got to vet that carrier. You got to set that carrier up. They got to prove you with their factoring company. Right. They got to do whatever. And the thing is, is if you use the same carriers over and over again, you're going to build a real relationship. That, mm -hmm. that carrier is going to be now has a win-win beneficial relationship with you. And whenever they're empty, they're, you're going to be their first call. They're going to call oh, you. Right. You're not going to have to call them every single time, right? Yes. I'm in the process. I have a, a, a group on, on, on Facebook Yep. where a lot of my carriers and a lot of my customers are actually in my group. So I, I love it. a lot of my loads in my group and I get a lot of cold calls. And my, you know, from just from posting in my group, yeah. So a lot of my loads are actually covered. Oh man, within Dennis, I'll be honest. Every load that I've had has been covered within within fifteen minutes or less. Yeah, just imagine that, guys. So for, so for those of you that have struggled to find carriers for a load, who have spent hours and hours and even days and days trying to cover a load. That's going to give you, that's what I want you to, one of the biggest things that would take away from this interview is I want you to understand your carrier relationships are equally, if not more important than your customer relationships. So as a broker, we have two primary stakeholders, yes. right? Those stakeholders are customers, of course, because without freight, we can't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. But also carriers. And so you get, you have to, Focus on the relationships with the carriers just as much, if not more, than the customers. Because exactly. the fact is, if you don't make that marriage and you can't predictably put that, you know, freight on a truck and get it to pick up on time in good condition with no problem, you know, you're you're going to struggle as a broker. And everybody struggles when they first start. And it takes most people a lot longer to learn that 
value that you, you know, that you instilled in your business and how you, how you did that. So, so kudos to you for that. Let me ask you, um, if you knew what you knew now and you were back to startup day, day one, Mm -hmm. what, if anything, would you do differently? I would definitely use a factory company. Okay. That, that would be number one. Yeah. Um, I would also train someone else besides me, me to do the job uh, because I have a disability and, and my health is not always up to par. So I think that is, if you're the only one doing your job, you need to be training someone to assist you in it because there are going to be some times where you're not going to feel well, but you're going to have some load that you're going to have to cover. You still have a responsibility to your customer That's right. to, to cover those loads. So make me, I'm actually teaching my mom. So my mom, I, I was actually, and this is no lie, I was actually on the way to the emergency room. Um, and I had a load that I had to fill, and I just talked my mom through it. And she did a great job. She made me $600. I love it. <laughs> I gave her half of it. She got commissioned. That's perfect. And I love it. So now she's actually interested in learning more of the business. So I yeah. would teach someone, you know, how to do what you're doing. I think that's a great lesson, which is creating some sort of redundancy. Exactly. Life is going to happen. Your health is, everybody gets sick and has health related issues at some point, whether it be week one, year one, year five, you know, and having that sort of plan in place um, just take, again, takes a lot of stress off too, because you know that if you're not feeling well, you've got somebody there that can support your customers and do, and, you know, and continue on with the business. It makes it much more sustainable. So I love that. One more question. What advice would you leave the audience with, you know, new brokers, predominantly what we have here is people that are considering becoming a broker or newer brokers. What's the biggest piece of advice you would give uh, to the audience? Don't doubt yourself and don't be afraid to get started. Um, The hardest thing is making that first call. Uh, Take a deep breath and dial the numbers and put up their alter ego if you have to. And just always, me personally, I never ever try to sell someone on the first call. I try to make, establish rapport. I think that's more important. Uh, if you get to know a person and befriend them, they'll be more likely to work with you. Um, I say that I only have one customer that I've made this money off of, but I actually have about six customers now. Uh, I just got a text from a new customer that was referred by the, the customer that I just did these 120 loads for. Oh, I, I hate when that happens. So, yeah, so I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually in the process of moving about four loads now. And this guy just asked, text me and asked me if I could move four more. And this is like a last minute load. So I know I'm going to make some money on this. He needs this stuff moved by Wednesday. So it has to be there. So I love last minute loads. I just had to throw that in there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Don't be afraid to take last minute loads. You know, they, they pay more. And just have faith in yourself. You have to have faith in yourself. And you have to believe in yourself because if you don't, then your customer is not going to believe in you. That's right. And I, I, I think I actually posted something. Don't doubt yourself at all because I think customers can smell doubt. And they definitely can hear it in your, in your voice. So, 100%. And don't just use cold calls. Get out of the office. Even I get out. I don't just sit here in the office and, 
at home. I get out and roll about to any industrial park that I can find. So, and they love it when you come to see them. That, that shows dedication. So, always figure out creative ways to find customers. Ask your friends, talk to your friends. Don't just sit and make cold calls. You got to get out there and, and do the work. And this cold calling is just one part of it. I love it, Rico. Listen, you're very inspiring. I truly appreciate you being here. Um, for anybody who's listening right now, if you're curious about becoming a freight broker or a freight agent, mm -hmm. And you want to work from home, whether you have disabilities or not, mm -hmm. check out FreightBurgerBootCamp.com. We've trained over 10,000 students, been in business over a decade, and we offer a 60-day, 100% unconditional money-back guarantee if for any reason you're not happy. Mm -hmm. Check that out at FreightBurgerBootCamp.com. Truly appreciate you guys being here. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.